0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, January 14th, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. President Obama loves to cozy up to big business, even as he gives the impression he's taking on those same big corporate interests. Washington Examiner columnist Tim Carney's new book, Obamanomics, looks into how that relationship functions in health care and other areas. We spoke following a forum for the book held Tuesday. When should it have been clear to, if not progressives, uh, people generally who thought that President Obama was serious about a particular style of health care reform that would take on big insurance companies. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, remember, Obama started, he did not support an individual mandate. He did not support making it illegal for us not to buy insurers' products. And he did support a, uh, a government option. By February, I was already writing columns saying the insurers are going to win because they're fine with the current system where there's competition is gummed up by all sorts of regulations, but they're also fine if they get subsidies, if they get the individual mandate, they're better off in some ways there. So insurers can walk away from the table. Barack Obama couldn't walk away from the table. This is part of the way that the special interests always come out ahead is they usually have more leverage than the politicians. So they can say, all right, we'll oppose you if you don't give us what you want. And so I think that... In September, it was rock-solid sure when Obama had the, the speech in front of the joint session of Congress, where he said— he basically said that he was ready to abandon the government option, and he, for the first time, called for a, an individual mandate. That's when it was clear to me that the insurers had one, but I was predicting back in February that they would.
0: Free marketeers were probably also very disappointed with that speech, because while simultaneously saying, all ideas are on the table, He basically threw out the one idea that basically all economists agree on, which is uh, getting rid of the employer provided insurance special treatment.
1: Yeah, the employers get employer based insurance gets special treatment because it's tax deductible in a way that individual insurance isn't, and because they have a different set of regulations, they don't have to deal with state regulations, they deal with federal regulations, which in some ways are a lot easier. And one thing that does is it slows it gums up the competition. It makes it so that insurers aren't really competing. When Obama and the Democrats call for a government option. It's because they correctly see that the free market isn't applying competitive pressures. So their solution is a, is a government option. When a real solution would be getting rid of many of the regulations that prevent that that competition. But Republicans are to blame because they haven't really advanced their agenda. They've. I think there's nothing wrong with just saying no when politicians are pushing horrible things, but they're saying no mostly to the cuts in Medicare spending. I mean, why is the party of limited government objecting to this huge bill, mostly on the fact that it cuts
0: one corner of federal spending? On how Republicans have handled all of this, uh, you point to them talking about don't touch Medicare. Mm-hmm. Uh, some poll indicated that most Uh, senior citizens are opposed to government involvement in Medicare, (laughs) Uh, when President Obama accuses Republicans of having no ideas when it comes to health care, one could be forgiven for taking him at his word because Republicans really haven't been out front with a a set of ideas that would uh, restore markets to the provision of health care and health insurance.
1: There are some Republicans who have thrown out these ideas. I talked to John Shattig of Arizona about some of his ideas for doing this. Uh, Ron Paul as well. They're not leaders on the issue. They haven't been, they haven't gotten the leadership on board with, with what they're talking about. And part of the problem is that Republicans on these cases go to the private insurers to get their talking points. Then the insurers have some complaints with the bills, so that's what they run with. Too many times, conservatives and free market types have gotten in the habit of seeing a liberal critique of business and saying, all right, we're going to rally behind business. And more and more, we're learning that that doesn't mean rallying behind the free market.
0: There's another division here uh, that you point out in your book, and that is the division between big business and every other sized mm-hmm. business and that Barack Obama has not just in healthcare, but in, in other areas, embraced big business while still giving the appearance that he's taking it on, taking on big interests.
1: Yeah. The, the clearest example is the regulation of tobacco, where the single largest tobacco company is Philip Morris. They control a majority of the U.S. market share in cigarettes. They've been lobbying for a decade for a bill to allow the Food and Drug Administration to regulate tobacco. All the other tobacco companies have been lobbying against it because they couldn't bear the cost of the regulations in the way Philip Morris can and because serious restrictions on advertising would keep them from possibly making a dent in Philip Morris's huge market share. Philip Morris also spends more than all of the rest of the tobacco companies combined on lobbying in Washington. And so when Obama had his rose garden ceremony, he declared that they had passed this bill over the objections of big tobacco. Ted Kennedy said big tobacco finally lost, and much of the mainstream media carried that story. And it's just this pervasive myth that people believe that if government's coming in, that big business must be losing. And this is great covering fire for big business, which gets to actually kneecap its smaller uh, competitors who can't afford the cost of the regulations, who didn't have the lobbyists to tweak the details. They get to kneecap their opponents while claiming credit for, well, we decided that regulation was appropriate.
0: Presidents who are able to cut deals effectively, uh, at least in my memory, are those who can bring their constituency to the middle mm-hmm. to get a deal done. But President Obama does not appear, at least in health care, to have been able to do that. Some of his most vocal opponents at this point are progressives who thought that they were going to get a public option, who thought that maybe this might actually be the end of the insurance industry.
1: Well, the the left really is split. You have Howard Dean was very critical of Obama for – Dean called it a bailout for the insurance companies. I think that's largely true and you've got, you know, some of the liberal bloggers out there railing against it, the more prominent, more establishment liberal organizations are rallying behind it. Some for strategic reasons, the camel's nose under the tent. Liberals, I think, have had more success with incrementalism, so they're happy to take half a loaf. Some of them because they, for political reasons, they're partisan, they want to rally behind the Democratic Congress and the Democratic president. But certainly the anger on the left is there and it's real. And I think Obama, if he passes a a global warming bill, you're going to see the same thing, where it's going to be a pork fest. Giveaways to the big energy companies have zero effect on greenhouse gas concentrations, while, you know, any other bill might have a small effect on greenhouse gas concentrations. And that will just show this corporatism side even more to the progressive left. Will that matter in 2010 or 2012? I I don't know. I'm not in that game of of predicting that. But certainly the left is seeing their ideas be hijacked by the corporate lobbyists.
0: Tim Carney is a columnist at the Washington Examiner and author of the new book, Obamanomics. You can watch the full book forum at Cato.org.